0: please stand by we'll be streaming live soon good morning uh it is the third of uh of October and uh we're we're together here this morning to share with you let me read uh Chapter 3, verse 17. For this is what the Lord says. You will see neither wind nor rain, yet this valley will be filled with water, and you and your cattle and your other animals will drink. Heavenly Father, bless this teaching, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The Moab Revolt is the first test in the life of this young prophet. Elisha is now in charge of the oracles of God, to speak for God, to lead the nations, and to be the one that God will use in order to change uh, what is been, it's happening in, the, in these areas. And there are three kings that decided to invade the Moabites. The Edom king, Jehoshaphat, and of course, Joran, which is the son of Ahab. These three uh, kings agree, agree together, to invade, and the route of the invasion, which they decided to do, is to go down the Jordan River, on the right side of... Uh, of the uh, Dead Sea and from the south point of view invade Moab Moab was was a, a large vassal kingdom uh, south of the Dead Sea there was a very large uh, a very large kingdom they were vassals and paid taxes to Israel uh, and, and, to, and to Jehoshaphat to the tune of a thousand, a hundred thousand uh, uh, lambs and, and a hundred thousand rams. A hundred thousand, it's a hundred thousand. Imagine what type of apparatus, a type, uh, what type of uh, machinery, and the administration of something like a hundred thousand lambs. It, it's just, it, it doesn't say much about the Moabites. But but by the number that they had to provide uh, Israel and the kingdom of Judah, uh, it was very large. And so there's a structure here that we don't see. But as we study what they had to pay taxes in in view of, of these animals, then you have to have an understanding that it was proper, it was large, it was a very complex kingdom. So here you have uh, 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 the Moabite revolt. We're not going to pay dues and pay the taxes and and send these animals anymore. No longer. We revolt. We don't want to do this anymore. And of course that begins the unity of these three kings who now are moving south of, of, of Israel going to the area related close to the sad southern part of the of the Dead Sea, uh, Dead Sea, and there they are now having a problem, and the problem was this: there's no water. Now it's kind of uh, interesting that the test of Elisha is all, almost identical to the test that uh, Elijah had, for he decreed. No rain for three and a half years. And of course you have uh, Mount Carmel in the slaughter of the Baal prophets and all of that. And, And of course the death of Ahab and his wife Jezebel and the dogs leaked their blood. So now here you have for the first time a test for the prophet Elijah because they begin to ponder in Jehoshaphat the oldest of the of the kings uh, you're talking about thirty five year old Joram, uh thirty three year old uh Umesh, which which is the Moabite, and uh the Edonit, the, the 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 Edonium, and then of course uh uh the three unite together and Jehoshaphat says I know somebody the word of the Lord is with him. Elisha, the son of Shaphat, he used to pour water on the hands of Elisha. And so they decided that there's a prophet in the land. So they, they had no knowledge of uh, what really happened to the whole situation of Elijah being taken up to the skies in a whirlwind and, and a horse, a chariot of fire. Uh, these guys are not related to and not really in touch with what God is doing. They just look to the Lord when there's a need. And so Elisha said to the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat, what do we do? What do we have to do with each other? Go to the prophets of your father, Joram, not Joseph. Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. Go go talk to them. Why are you coming to me? So really, really, it shows a personality of Elisha that is not too patient with the whole thing. He is not happy. Why don't you come talk to me? Go talk to the prophets of your mother and father that are dead and and, and have taken and, and the dogs licked their wounds. Don't talk to me. So here's here's a, a little short-tempered uh, Elisha. He's not the type that sort of a uh uh we'll talk and have conversations and argumentations. He simply says, You're talking to the wrong person. Why are you bothering me? And the king of Israel answered and said, Because it was the Lord who called us three kings together to hand us over to Moab. We're going to fight Moab. God puts us together and I need you to help us with this little problem we have, which is very simple. There's no water down there. There's no water. So every time that there is a prophetic question, the question needs to be answered. Now, is that changed from the New Testament, Old Testament to the New Testament? Is this the way God today uh, uh, deals with situations of the kingdom? Well, it depends if you have somebody that you trust. Somebody that you like to ask. Most pastors have no, 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 no need of questioning or argumentation or asking, uh, someone with a prophetic ministry. It doesn't happen so often. It's not something common. But it's, as the kingdom of God approaches and the end of time approaches as Jesus is coming back, more pastors Will begin to ask questions to people that have experience in this area, and you need to know that uh, if you are one of them that God uses, that you learn from this young prophet Elisha. And so, there's a lesson here that today I want to share with you in 21 minutes. But I like to get your ears to hear me, and 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 so and uh, and of course. I'm not saying that I have the last word, but I have something here that I need to tell you. And it might be a a good thing for you. It might be something you need to hear. Okay, first of all, Elisha responded to the three kings in relation to Moab. He didn't know anything about the water yet. He responded this way, as surely as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve. <coughs> so the office of the prophet here—it's an office that is in constant need in the times of First, Second Kings. Constant need. It's an office. What do you mean, an office? Well, a regular office have a secretary. A regular office have a computer. A regular office have a telephone line. A regular office have uh, have all kinds of things uh that it makes it office. Does the office of a prophet have the same thing? Yes it does. It's a it, there's assistance. You know Elijah had a young man who supported and helped him. Elisha has the same. Elijah had a a place where he lived called Dotan. D O T H A N Dotan. He lived there. Elisha also has uh, a, a place and of course you probably ask where is his office well in, in this scripture it says that it <laughs> is very close to the, to the Moabites the office of Elisha it's in the wilderness of Edom and so as sure as the Lord lives whom I serve if I did not have respect for the presence of Jehoshaphat or even notice you but well, he's simply saying, I'm talking to you guys, number one, because of Jehoshaphat. As far as the other two, I really don't have any pleasure in being in your presence. Now, that's very interesting. You see, we, we, we come from a position today to where we must be kind and gentle in all situations. For instance, here's a saying. That it's well known in, uh, uh, one of the hardest things to do, that's Brother Willard, one of the hardest things to do is to be right, but not hurt people with it. One of the hardest things to do is to be right and not hurt people with it. Well, the, the Prophet Elijah is, it's not dealing with that type of conversation. He's simply saying, I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't want to be in your presence. And and, and I, I wish that I could just... I'm here because of Jehoshaphat. Is that right? Yeah. Now that shows a total understanding of how to get along <laughs> in terms of the kingdom of God. You, you're not. He's not a pleaser of men. He says what it is, does what it is, and, and, and do not argumentation of any kind. So, 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 because of Jehoshaphat, Elisha simply says, bring me a harpist. What is a harpist? Well, I was talking to Andy yesterday and we were discussing a little bit of this and Andy suggested an idea that when, when, uh, when uh, Samuel, Saul, was trying to communicate with Samuel, he had to find someone to play the harpist. And, of course, the, his name was David, David young guy. a young guy, one of those squirts that run around the altar and run around the, the palace all the time, king, you to be, to be King David. So the same type of thing happens here. Elisha simply says, well, I think what we need to do here is to bring me a harpist. I've I got to clean the air a little bit. While the harpist was playing, the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha. While the harpist is playing, the hand of God came upon Elisha. You know, it's a wonderful thing when you, uh, before you say something, you listen to the Lord. When you say something that really should not be said, it's an indication that you are totally out of, out of balance with the presence of the Lord. And Elisha wanted to be in balance with the presence of the Lord. Got to be careful. When you say something that is not of the Lord, usually, usually hurts your spirit. And so, here's what he said this is what the Lord says Make this valley. Full of ditches. Now, a ditch is totally different than a than a than a uh, uh, a yard, a wadi. A wadi is the mountain coming down, and then it turns inward, and it, it makes a path underneath for the water to run. It's called a yard, yadi. Israel is filled with yadis. It's everywhere because rain and and torrent rain. Rules the deserts, but in this case, he asked the prophet. The prophet said to Jehoshaphat, "Make this valley full of ditches." A ditch is it's something that Elisha saw, Elijah performing as the altar on Mount Carmel was being built. A ditch where the water could hold the water. A ditch holds the water. A yari runs the water. A yari is a place where the water runs from mountain to mountain. And, and you can walk under underneath of the, that coverage. But a ditch is, holds the water. And so, for this is what the Lord says. You will see neither... Wind or rain? Yet this valley will be filled with water. And you and your cattle and your other animals shall drink. The question is, how can you have water on the ditches if there is no rain? How can you have water on the ditches To fill the ditches, to hold the water if there's no rain. It says here, you'll see neither rain, wind, nor rain. You'll see neither wind nor rain. Yet this valley will be filled with water, and your cattle and your other animals will drink. So how would the water come in into the ditches? This is the moment in which Elisha is more proper and more in tune with the what because the Lord said this. Listen, let's go back. For this is what the Lord says. How can water come in the ditches when there's no rain or there is no wind? Tell me. Amen? Tell me. And so Huh? Your answer? That's my answer. <laughs> the Lord who caused the water to come. So the only way that the water will come down it's a flesh flood, a flesh flood. Now, Elisha simply says now a commentary to these three kings. you know there are three kings listening to him. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. I love this. See, when you're in trouble and you are discouraged and you are distressed and you don't know what to do, uh, 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 you uh, you need to remember that this is an easy thing in the eye of the Lord. I have a peace in my heart these days. And this is an easy thing in the eye of the Lord. I have assurance that God will strengthen me, bless me abundantly, provide for me, because I sought forgiveness, I sought kindness, I sought gentleness. In other words, I I I am in peace, and I have a heart of Jehoshaphat. But this is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. I want to tell you that this is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. All this problem that you have, all these situations that you have, all of these confusions, things that are occurring in your life, things bills that don't get paid, and situations that you are too much in control of, it's an easy thing in the eye of the Lord. God can transform all this mess and this problem and this situation. And when you... Begin depending on him to get this done. It's an easy thing in his eyes. And so, I love this. He will will also hand Moab over to you. (laughs) Two things. Make ditches everywhere. Get ready. Get your army of three kingdoms with all your tools and Make it says here. It says here, uh, uh, make ditches. Amen. Make ditches. Let me go back to, to uh, chapter three, uh, uh, verse uh, verse fifteen, chapter three, first second kings verse fifteen. This is what the Lord says: Make this valley full of ditches. Make this valley full of so so. God accomplishes his purpose in a different way than we do things. okay here's a situation I want to tell you how how it affects all of us and affects who you are. I wanted to go to see a Georgia game. The problem to see that Georgia game was that I didn't know which gate to get in. I was just lost. I'm sitting down there, there's thousands of people around me, and I'm saying, number one, my ticket is in my phone, I don't know how to find my ticket in the phone, and number two, I don't know how to get in, is this gate, that gate, that gate, I, I have no idea. Suddenly I saw a red little top of a little tent, a red in front of me, and, and the Lord said to me, go over there. Well, I went into the first person, and he took my phone and worked it out real quick down there, and bang, and then beep, 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 and I, and I had to go in. And then I went to the, to the tent, because I, I just, the Lord says, go to the tent. And when I got to the tent, the lady said, it's $10. I said, what, what is $10? This seat here. Uh, you, you, want, you want to sit in the metal? I said, ma'am, thank you very much. The Lord told me to come to see you. So I got $10, and I got this seat, a black seat, so I can sit on it. And then I asked the lady, Where in the world is my seat? Right there. She said, go this way, go down there. You see my fingers going that way, go through that Right there is where you are. And suddenly, everything changed. You see, this weekend I had people come from everywhere to help me get something done. I had four people who assisted me in getting everything I needed to do from from, from this point of view to that point of view to that situation to other situation that I had in another. I had five or six situations this weekend as I traveled that I needed to solve, and suddenly the most kindest people I've ever met, the most tender people I've ever met, came to assist me and help me. And the hand of the Lord was there. That's exactly what's happening in the mind of Elisha. He is simply saying, Clearly, clearly say without any problem that all he needs now is that make ditches. Verse 15. Make ditches. Make ditches. And as you do ditches, the Lord will do two things. He will... He will provide the water. He didn't tell you how the water was coming. He told to make ditches. And number two, a very little statement. He will hand Moab over to you. (laughs) Now, Moab is that major problem. You know. Moab is the situation with IRS. Moab is the boy who is rebellious against God. Moab is the woman that uh, has unforgiveness and resentment to a point of, 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 of hurting, deeply hurting her physical health. You overthrow every fortified city and every major town. That's direction. That is logistics here. Direction. Clear direction. Make ditches. This is... I'll hand Moab to you. This is easy in the eyes of the Lord. You go first to overthrow every fortified city. You don't overthrow cities that are not fortified. You overthrow only cities that are fortified. If there's a wall down there, if there's a soldiers behind the wall, that's where I want you to go. In every major town, not little town, but every major town. Now, he's referring to Kir Hares Harest. Kir HaRest, which is the capital of Moab. The capital city of Moab in Isaiah 16, 7. Today, if you're going to that area, there's a town called Kadesh. K-E-R-A-K. Kadesh. Located 11 miles east of the Dead Sea, 15 miles south of the Ammon River. And so, and so, what God was saying I'll give you the fortified cities and the major towns and look at this and you will cut down every good tree stop up all the springs and ruin every good field with stones when you when you approach the city the first thing you do is to get rocks and throw in the in the in the fields so there's no, no food available anymore. Imagine a hundred thousand soldiers throwing rocks. Now, I've been thinking about this very much. Because I travel to Israel a lot. And there's a lot, of, a lot of fields full of rocks. I know who did it. Now I know who did it. It was Jehoshaphat, Joram, and, and Amesh, the three kings. They're the ones responsible for filling all those those fields with stone. The next morning, about that time, for the offering of sacrifice, there it was, water flowing from the direction of Edom, and the land was filled with water. So that flesh flood God used to fill the ditches everywhere. And it happened exactly the next morning, about the time of the offering of sacrifice which is six o'clock. There it was, water flowing from the direction of Edom, and the land was filled with water. What a powerful display of the glory of God. I want you to know that the next morning, God will provide your need. You are worried about very little things, and because of your worry, because of the way you are so tied up inside, you lose perspective. You do what you want to do, and you, you 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 waste your time, and that which God will do it. You see, you don't leave any place for God to move because you are ahead of God. You're doing what you want to do because you feel like you don't need. It's it's a way of denying the will of God. And the, nobody nobody came here, and nobody interrupted. And next morning, when they woke up, the the, the Lord the Bible says, then he got out. On, the Bible says he went he went. In, Let me, let, me, let me go back to the, the scripture verse here. Let me go back to chapter 3 of 2 Kings. The next morning, about the time for the offering of sacrifice, there it was, water flowing from the direction of Edom, and the land was filled with water. 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 20. Let me ask you this. Are you in trouble now? Are you in a situation where you don't know what to do? I needed to do something that I did. And I sought the will of God. I asked the Lord to show me. And He revealed to me clearly what I needed to see and what I need to hear and understand. And today I am seeing the water flowing everywhere and the gift and the power and the gift of the Lord overbearing me. And I thank the Lord that I'm not lost. I thank the Lord that I'm not filled with envy and strife and unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment. I am solidly free, happy and joyful to serve the Lord all the days of my life. Heavenly Father, I thank You, Lord God. I thank You, Lord, that... uh, that as these three kings got up in the morning after the evening morning sacrifice, and they looked to the land, and it was the ditches were all filled with water for the animals. I thank you, Lord, that uh, that I am provided with the water of life, blessed abundantly, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now I want to finish verse twenty-one. In order to finish, now all the Moabites had heard that the kings had come to fight against them. So every man, young and old, who could bear arms was called to be stationed on the border. May the Lord bless you today in Jesus' name. You know who's going to win. I hand Moab over to you. God says to you this morning, I will solve that problem in Jesus' name. Pray for me. I'm heading to Cuba next week. And there's 27 people going with us. May the Lord bless you. Bye. Dos vales, Yeah.